Voodoo Blue released their second album, The Blessed Ghost. And we have with us Rory McDonald, singer, guitarist, and songwriter for the Wellington-based quartet. According to the band's own publicity, The Blessed Ghost is shaped by the concept of a fictional love interest, but with a twist. So let's twist again with Rory McDonald and Voodoo Blue. We were promised so much to die, so turns the same old Your ideologies don't win no lottery. We are getting so old, my face inside your skin and bone. So what? Oh, I am I am super excited. It it feels like such a long time coming now. Um, but you know, there's always there's always a little bit of fear just before before something drops. You know how people are going to take it and everything like that. But I mean, you know, excitement is the is the is the key thing of. Uh, well, that's of the good. Moment. It's good to talk to somebody who's excited about it. A lot of folks have been like having their albums sitting around for months, and by the time that's finally getting out, because it's been postponed dozens of times, they're just like done with it and moved on to the next thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. A lot of time, a lot of effort has been put into it, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be such a lady. And are you doing a gig there. or anything tomorrow? Uh, no gig tomorrow. Um, though we will be doing a live stream event. I believe it's sometime next week. Uh, to oh, play cool. the album in full on uh, on High Viz Jams. Um, so that should be really fun. Uh, also our first gig, our first live gig after the album drops will be at Massey University. Um, also probably quite a lot of the album tracks right, on right. there, I would imagine. So it's it's an uh, interesting album. I'd, I'd be keen to hear what it sounds like live because I mean, first of all, mm. it, uh, it's called the, the blessed blessed ghost so folks who uh and it starts out with a rat it doesn't exactly start out with a banger you know what i'm saying it doesn't it doesn't that was um that was a very purposeful choice to sort of um draw people in and and have this sort of ballad thing going into the album uh, just before we go into the second song pursuit there and, and really try and lift the energy and the spirit of the album after that. Right. So the, the opener is more of a spoken recording. What exactly is going on there? Hey, so I uh, know this may sound stupid, but um, what if we just use this for the beginning of the album? I know we listened to a, a couple of different things that you sent through to the, uh, to the chat and whatever, but it... I don't know, I just wanted to talk for a little bit, purely because, uh, you know, this is my last day of sort of being a teenager today. And... So that recording um, is just before um, I turned 20, it's it's like the day before I turned 20 there, and uh, <laughs> for, for one reason or another, I should have been having my midlife crisis a lot later on, I think, but for some reason worry, I decided... You will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the second wind will come, um, but yeah, no, um, I sort of just had this this moment just before I turned 20 for, for one reason or another, and I was like, you know, maybe I should just record a little letter to myself, right. and um, you know... Uh, we listened to a lot of different albums that had sort of spoken word intros and I was just like, you know, maybe, maybe this is a good time when I'm, when I'm <laughs> figuring out what the, what the hell I'm doing here and, and, and what my purpose is and whatnot. So yeah, that's how it came to cool, be. Cool, cool, cool. So there's a somewhat of a concept to this record. So for folks who aren't familiar, give us the, the lowdown. Yeah. So uh, the album is basically, well, the Blessed Ghost itself is sort of, a mirror reflection, I guess, or, or me trying to put myself into another character's shoes and uh, to be able to take a look at myself and say, 
you know, this is what you get at. This is what you could probably improve on. Um, just sort of tying into that theme of the existential crisis. It's kind of breaking myself apart in a in a healthy way, not not in a uh, depressive or um or a cynical way necessarily. Um, and just sort of breaking myself apart and going. What can we do? What can we do moving forward? And it's it's very much based in the mental health space, just in in the same way the first album was. So um, a lot of self reflection and um, yeah, a lot going on. But uh, <laughs> the second album is generally much different than the first album for bands, and I assume for you making writing the song. So how are you a different person making this record than you were when you did the first one? Well, one thing that definitely started it all off i went to see a therapist after the first album was done and he was sort of talking about that very thing about how you know so like a even a businessman will have their first venture and then as soon as it's over they have this moment of okay what what am i gonna do with myself now and 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 how am i gonna pick up the pieces so um in in a sense as well as that whole self-realization thing it definitely came out of uh of i think i might have even said this in the intro but an absence of knowing what to do with myself and um uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely say that's, that's sort of how this came to be. Very good. So how, uh, it, it's pretty loud in the kind of, there's a bit of a, a goth feel about it. Uh, how were the, yeah. you, who'd you work with producing, uh, Greg, well, you recorded at Massey studio with Greg Haver, right? And Scott. So yeah. how did, what did those guys contribute to the process? Oh, they, they definitely, they contributed a lot to that one. I mean, uh, we originally did the song Skin last year, uh, which was our first single off of the project, right. uh, just to get a feel of how we all work together. And uh, they're, they're super great guys to work with. Um, you know, uh, Greg, is, uh, Greg and Scott are very good at sort of stepping in at the right moments when we're maybe not sure of a direction that we want to go. And he's just like, he, he, he knows how to how to chew the fat basically and just like get to the point when we need to and um and everything like that but also if we were on a roll with something and it was it was a out there idea that we really wanted to strive for he would he'd leave it to scott he'll just go yep no you record the guys doing what they're doing and um yeah it was it was a super great process very very good communication between all of us oh good so so what was the vibe like in the studio because there's you and the band and the two guys greg and scott what, mm. let's pick a song um well pursuit uh which is the second the, the first song thing yes what, what yes. would the process be of putting that together are you are you playing live are you doing it layering how are you working as this dream goes on i've never felt quite so Yeah, so that that was a very interesting one compared to the first album because um, the way that we did it, we did the whole album in order, which is something that Greg is not used to doing ah. as well. You know, starting with the first song, ending the whole recording process on the on the final track there. But um, what we would do, uh, and for a song like Pursuit, we would just all get into the live room, like the big live room that was there. Uh, would get Scott to record it, um, would hear it back, and would go you know is this is this part right here do we need to make some arrangement changes everything like that um and then from there we would have the live recording that's all all to the bpm and everything um 
and we would try we would try and re-record some of those parts you know um and and we, we would go through the whole entire thing but there'd, there'd sometimes be and especially in pursuit there'd be times when we would listen to the original live recording and we're just like i have no idea how i did that <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea how i made that sound well you might as well just keep it on there yeah, and, yeah. and and because it, it, it sticks so well so um it was very much a mix of like this this live setting for all of the songs as well as this um as well as an actual recorded setting which which made for a very interesting and unique experience for us all right now vocally there's some serious shredding going on in your throat <laughs> what <do> you... <laughs> absolutely uh, Amy, how do you get to the point where you can do that and how do you take care of your voice sure yes yeah, so oh it's been it's been years coming you know um there's there's been a lot of improvement for myself since the first album i would say a lot more range has been sort of unlocked um it's it, honestly i i tee it all down uh to to my vocal coach uh charles he's 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 great and he's worked with uh some members of drax project and things like that in the past so um right. you know I, I i can't thank anybody but him for keeping my voice in tip-top shape at this moment in time but um yeah it's it's very good to actually be able to talk after gigs and not sort of just be <laughs> speaking with a broken throat right right, right. <laughs> but it's got to be i mean you have to go to someplace relatively intense internally to be able to create that sound that's on this record yeah absolutely and i think that that was it 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 was very fun because a lot of my favorite vocalists i sort of well well mike Patton is a is a good example faith no more and 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 mr bungle um i very much see him more as like a like a voiceover like artist sort of person he's he's just very good at um voice acting basically and uh, that that's sort of where i tried to put myself when i was recording this as well you know i'm writing it from the perspective of the blessed ghost how do i think that the blessed ghost would sound and what sort of energy would that bring to the table i mean it sounds a little bit like convoluted and hard to explain when i'm doing it now but to be able to try and put myself into the space of a different character even when singing it that that helps a lot with the performance all right now there's a tra- uh, there's a couple of videos you did one for the for song small which is, seems to be some kind of call and response thing going on so and I think if I'm not mistaken the the album is kind of or the song is kind of about a Peter Pan complex so tell me about the song tell me about the video tell me about everything. Um, so that song, yeah, it's, it's definitely about the, the Peter Pan complex of, of not knowing really how or when to grow up and, um, what all of the changes are, which, yeah, it, it, it really sums up the album in quite a lot of ways there, though that was more from my perspective than maybe something necessarily blessed ghost related, but it was also sort of a, a letter to my mum as well to say, hey, I'm try my best i know i still make mistakes i'm only 20 years old and i'm I'm just trying to do the best that i can um but yeah no that music video was really fun to shoot because we'd come out of doing the music videos for the first album where it was all very high budget uh high high quality stuff um even even skin was one of uh the longest videos to shoot and edit i think um and you know moving into the new year and actually 
doing this new set of recordings and we we looked at all of the material and we were like you know what let's let's just go around to my house for an afternoon and we'll just we'll do whatever we feel like we'll have no overarching stories we won't we will we'll just strip it back and have a very basic video of just some dudes having fun and i I think that that shines through in the video as well. Uh-huh. So I'm impressed that you, I think you said that you went into the studio knowing the running order of the song because you recorded it in order. So that's very organized. <laughs> most most bands don't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Um, I I don't know why it was it was so important at the time. I think that it was just out of fear of well maybe not out of fear but it was it was maybe a learning process from the first album where i look back at it and i go you know it could have flowed a little bit nicer in between these two things or how does the story actually progress uh in that first album compared to this one and that was always something very important to keep in mind so the the flow was always going and it felt like there was a a real rhythm to what was going on inside of the album there so um yeah that that sort of went hand in hand with how greg wanted to record it as well so was very organized but it was only to save myself from going insane i think a little bit all right so speaking of going insane uh, and the uh, the the album ends with uh, a second the blessed ghost the older now version and then into continuous stimulus which there's a re- mm. when it comes to screaming i mean so uh, what's what are we getting up to what are we building up to there at the end Wish you could see So, I mean, the way that me and the boys in the band always saw it, because obviously there's a Blessed Ghost younger than at the beginning of the album, yeah. and then there's the Blessed Ghost older now, when we have the whole reprise, and it, it, it sort of feels like everything is fading out, and then, you know, it's it's like the Blessed Ghost older now is the true ending to the movie, and then Continuous Stimulus is the ending credits, gotcha. where it's just, it's got, it's just got this, this rock anthem to, to carry everything out while you're seeing the director and the actors and whatnot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's, that, that was really the time, you know, we were at the end of the recording process two weeks into it, and we just, we just wanted to smash it out and get all of our, uh, the last bits of our energy out there. Right, right. <laughs> so you mentioned the other guys in the band, there's Daniel, Ollie, and Jackson. So yes, you're obviously kind of the driving creative force. Is that okay to say? Or will they be offended? I no, no, I don't think so. I think I think they may have mentioned this before as well. All right. So so how? Tell me a little bit about each one of the three of them and how they fit into what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, to start with, uh, Ollie is our newest member of the band. I mean, this is literally his his first band that he's ever been Uh in and um i think it was about three months out before we had to go and record in the studio i'm like hey do you do you just want to join this little project we have going on you have to learn all of these songs and we're going to record it all in about 10 days so (laughs) i to be honest myself i don't think i would have been able to handle being able to do that but not only was this his first project his first recording and everything um whenever greg was throwing things at him um he was able to change his bass lines on the fly just be able to do anything that he asked he's an absolute powerhouse and and he creatively he is an awesome um addition to the group uh jackson is insane on the drums um you probably heard quite a lot of those uh those fills and continuous stimulus and he plays everything just a, a 
a little bit weird, but that that little bit weird just just adds so much uh, flavor to all of the songs on on the album. And um, yeah, he's got some really cool things that we're working on for the future there. But um, and then there's there's Daniel, where if you hear any ethereal soundscape or just strange noises going on on the album, he is he is that layer. He he really makes the soundscape and the, and the dynamics of the whole entire thing. Um, very much inspired by a lot of early shoegaze bands and his uh, his pedal board shows for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that leads me to my next question. I mean, you're only 20 years old, so you haven't had a lot of time to soak in. Uh, I mean, there's a vast amount of music out there. So what totally. what would you say is the stuff that really de- defines where you're coming from? Where you're? Yeah, um, that is a that is a good one because. I mean, we all have such varying influences. I feel like where we're all at at one time is 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 in completely different spaces. You know, like uh, when we were getting ready to do the album, I mean, I was listening to a lot of Interpol at the time, oh, yeah. as well as like MGMT and MF Doom, which are, they're all things on pretty pretty different spectrums there and i i think that is really what makes the band so special is that we don't ever want to stay in the same space for too long um you know it's it's never necessarily about making it better than the last record but just making something different to the last record which is um something that was definitely in mind when going in to record this thing as well all righty so the album's out tomorrow you got the live stream happening what's that what's on the horizon after that um, so we have, yeah, we have our first gig back at Massey as well as the uh, full album live stream at Hiver's Jams. Uh, then after that, we are getting ready to go over the ditch to Australia to play a couple of shows in Sydney as well as the Central Coast as well. So uh, that, that's that's possibly one of the wildest things to come out of this for me. Uh, there's not a lot of local Wellington bands that get to yeah. uh, make the jump across and so you got a good um, to do that there? sort of thing um we're hoping to uh, help it grow with the uh, with the help of the band radicals who are who are playing alongside us right. um they have a great following over in australia and we're going to be bringing them back here after the tour as well uh in september to play a couple of shows down south as well as um up north as well so uh, a lot of exciting things on the horizon uh i'm sure there will be more new music before the year is even out potentially who knows though um we'll see how it goes excellent well it sounds like it's all happening so we'll have to catch you when you next time you're up here in auckland i'm sure it won't be that absolutely away thank you very much for talking with me good luck with the album release tomorrow hey thank you so much man for having me. my pleasure have a good day